Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com. You're listening to another DevOps chat. Today's DevOps chat features Bruno Kurdick, founding VP of Product Management and Strategy over at Sumo Logic. Bruno, welcome to DevOps chat. Thank you, Alan. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, Bruno, as we were talking off mic, I, I think our audience is plenty familiar with Sumo Logic. You know, they've been one of the uh, founding, but one of the building block vent, you know, vendors within the DevOps and DevSecOps kind of movement. So, but just in case, maybe there are some people who aren't. You want to give us a just a quick background? Sure. Um, so, Sumo Logic is a um, cloud-based. Uh, machine data analytics platform. Uh, we collect, help customers collect uh, data, telemetry, machine data, infrastructure data, application data from all of their mission critical applications and infrastructure. We process that data and provide them with a scalable and secure technology to deliver operational intelligence use cases such as monitoring, troubleshooting, root cause analysis, security intelligence use cases such as uh, SIM, compliance, uh, threat detection, uh, and resolution, uh, and also uh, business intelligence use cases for sort of understanding how their customers are using their digital services, uh, how their products are being adopted, and so on and so forth. So that's essentially what we do. We deliver this as a cloud-based service. Uh, so it's SaaS. Our customers essentially you know, tap into our infrastructure, send us the data, and they then get to use their data and get the insights in real time. And you just joined the company last month? No, I'm, I'm, I'm a founding <laughs> VP. <laughs> so uh, a little bit longer than a month, I'd say maybe two months, maybe yeah. close to 10 years. But oh, here we go, right? 10 years. <laughs> 10 years goes in the blink of an eye, doesn't it? It does. It really does. It's uh, it's really astonishing. Sometimes it feels like a really long time, and sometimes it's like it was yesterday, right? And so it, it depends on the day. Yeah, I, I I agree. I've been, I've been there and done that. The last startup I did before MediaOps, I did nine years, and it, it just oh, okay. I I know how that goes. Anyway, so Bruno, thank you for joining. Thanks for the background. But let's. I wanted to jump into continuous intelligence. Which is, you know, kind of the the phrase that that Sumo is, uh, Sumo Logic is, you know, gathering around, and 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 of course, you know, in, in DevOps we have continuous everything, right? But yep. you know, continuous intelligence, continuous intelligence. Excuse me. What what do we mean by it? What does it mean in, in terms in the terms of way Sumo uses it? Right. Um, that's a great question. And actually, sort of this whole the purpose of this platform that we've built, it really is to provide the continuous intelligence uh, to a digital enterprise, right? And what what we mean by continuous intelligence is the following: um, as you just just said uh, a couple seconds ago, in DevOps everything's continuous, right? You continuously push code to production, you do continuous testing, continuous integration, right? And you get continuous feedback from from your applications and services that you deliver, and then you take that feedback into your product development cycle and you continue to improve, right? Um, when we talk about continuous intelligence, we've recognized and seen that in this world of high-speed software development, digital uh, economy, that the data generated by production application, mission-critical uh, applications and services that, that um, you know, 
serve customers that generate revenue, collecting that data is important in real time, and this data is ubiquitously applicable, right? This is not just for DevOps teams to, you know, manage the applications. It's not just for security teams to secure those applications. This data is relevant to the entire digital business, right? It's useful to uh, product managers to understand how their products and services are being used. It's useful to sales and marketing teams to understand how the customers and prospects are leveraging their digital uh, services. It's useful to finance teams to understand uh, how the, what's the behavior, cost, cost behavior, and other things related to, to those digital services. So continuous intelligence is basically refers to this continuous need for data in the business to continue to improve how it operates, how it competes, how it delivers value to their customers, how secure, how, how to secure those properties and so on, right? So it's, it's ubiquitously applying the data that's generated by the digital services across all those use cases. Fantastic. Now, you know, an aspect to this and an aspect to a lot of DevOps as well as DevSecOps is automation. But Yep. You know, Bruno, my, my time in security, if I learned anything, is sometimes people don't embrace automation because they're afraid of security run amok, right? I'm going to block mm -hmm. the CEO's email or I'm going to shut down a critical application or, you know, business process. So yep. how do you... How do you reconcile, right? And so it's one thing to gather intelligence, actionable intelligence, as we used to call it, right? And and on yeah. a continuous basis, make adjustments and stuff. But to really, to, to move at the speed of business today, you then have to, you're almost a force to automate, right? Responses and so forth. Right, absolutely. So, you know, you bring that, you bring a very valid point. Like, you know, in my... My entire career has always been in, in enterprise software, and the last 12, 14, 14 years has been in, in this specific area of sort of monitoring, troubleshooting, security. And it has always been the case that it, not just on the security side that auto remediation, you know, people are scared of. It's also on the operations side, right? You know, yeah. should I, you know, when do I trigger auto scaling? When do I not? And all this stuff, right? And you know, we're now getting much better at that. But but you know, if you look at the history, just last decade, it has been you know a tricky area uh, for for enterprise to adopt. And so, you know, but I don't think uh, it's possible to to not like we just like you said the speed of business uh demands that we make automated actions based on data that uh, we are observing and based on insights we get from that data the challenge has been is how good are your insights right the tricky part is i used to be in the uh, sim space uh, siem space sort of on security side prior to sumo logic and you know it was tricky to to uh, be able to sort of adopt full automation based on those security rules because those security, security rules themselves were fragile, right? Yep. They weren't necessarily always deterministic. You could get the false positives. You could block CEO's email, you know, inadvertently uh, prevent something important from happening. And so it was a, in, in those days, it was much harder to sort of bet on that automation, right? As you fast forward to now, when you apply advanced analytics, this is why we call our platform an intelligence platform. When you apply advanced analytics, 
you know, more sophisticated technologies like machine learning and AI, um, when you start sort of looking across, not at individual incidents and alerts, but you start looking at across multiple incidents to really have a, a, a better understanding of what's the actual impact of these events that, are, that I'm observing, then you can start, you know, making those automated actions. And of course, there's always going to be things you will not know how to act on, right, which then goes into a wholly, a wholly different pipeline that where you enable people to understand what's actually happening and then decide in the future, do I want to make this an automated action or not? But basically, as we go through this cycle of, you know, capture a new unknown, learn what it is, route it to the right place, when it becomes a known, it gets added to that sort of automation engine, and eventually you keep sort of reducing the number of manual steps you need to perform to run a good business, to run a secure business, or whatever it might be that the use case is. And so we're not done, right? There's still plenty of situations where you're not going to want to take an automated action. But I think at this point, we've achieved the level of intelligence and to, to make that automation actually be useful uh, without hurting you. Does, it does my heart good, man. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. So uh, yeah, I think I mentioned to you off mic, my last startup was a security company. I started in 2001. And that's when we were making the move from like IDS to IPS, right? Intrusion detection yeah. to prevention, which meant automated yeah. blocking of traffic. And, mm -hmm. you know, I always thought it was a no-brainer. But yeah. it, it really wasn't because the state of the art at the time is we didn't have an intelligence platform. Mm -hmm. right? We, that's right. You know, we were constantly trying and, and striving, but, you know, it just wasn't there. So, Bruno, what would you, and, you know, this is a tough one, but what would you point to that has really sort of moved the needle in, in, in this evolving intelligence platform that you could say, hey, man, you can trust this now, right? Because 99 out of 100, it's making the right choices, or 999 out of 1,000. What is, you know, you, you alluded to it, but let, let's get down into it. What, what, what's providing, what do you think triggered it? What do you think was the breakthrough? Yeah, so I would say that it's definitely not one thing, right? It's a, it's a yeah, multiple it thing. Is, right? Exactly. Um, so I'd say sort of, you know, there's a few set of things that have occurred in the last decade, at least, that, you know, we have done internally uh, to, to bridge this gap, right? At first, um, the old systems were siloed. They were not scalable enough to actually uh, be able to ingest all of the telemetry required to make these decisions, right? So you had to compromise. Like if, you, if you're sort of familiar, since you're familiar with IDSs and IPSs, you might be familiar somewhat with the old SIM systems, right? The SIM systems of the old age were, you know, had to compromise. You couldn't scale them um, sufficiently to accept all the telemetry, and so you had to continue to reduce the amount of data that you were sending into them. And when you have, when you have limited visibility, it is much harder to be able to make a deterministic decision on what you can act on automatically, right? We've built a highly scalable cloud-based microservices multi-tenant backend that can basically accept, you know, literally almost an unlimited amount of data, right? Um, and so we get all the data and all the required telemetry to be able to make those decisions, which then creates a different problem, right? Now that you have all the data, how do you actually make sense of it all, right? And, you know, the, 
data analytics techniques have dramatically improved over the last decade. You know, the old world used to be strictly rule-based. And if you know this in sort of an IDS and IPS world, like it's basically signatures, right? You know, in the sim world, it was rules, right? And now we've moved away from that, right? We, we don't even require our customers to uh, tell us what the schema of their data is because in the new world of high-speed software development and DevOps, there is no schema, right? Developers put whatever they want into their logs, uh, whatever metrics coming from their infrastructure. And so you need to be able to deal with the fact that this data has no schema and you're going to have to deal with the schema on demand and still be able to, still need to be able to derive intelligence from that. So we built a backend that then allows any data to be ingested, any data to be indexed and analyzed. And then as you analyze that data, we realized very quickly that even if you have a very scalable backend and a very open-ended sort of platform that can accept any data, giving a human, a keyboard, and a query language is insufficient in in empowering that human to actually construct what they actually want to derive out of this, right? So we invested heavily into uh, a couple of things. One is, you know, from the very beginning, we invested into automated techniques for analysis, advanced statistical analysis, machine learning, and things like that, that basically are special purpose built for these types of data where, you know, they detect anomalies, they detect outliers, then they enable you to sort of, you know, sort of remove 99.9% of stuff that is noise and sort of highlight and find all of those things that are real signals in that data. And the second part that we talked about last year, which was one of the big innovations we delivered, was something we call the Global Intelligence Service, which basically leverages all this telemetry that we see across sort of the global infrastructure that we run and is able to sort of derive um, what, what I would call um, best-in-class behavior. Uh, what are you expecting to see to happen on this type of infrastructure, right? If I see a 1,000 pieces of infrastructure that is common across hundreds of our customers, and I know that this is what's normal, well, that can tell me whether your stuff is normal as well, right? So there are all these novel heuristics and analytics techniques that can inform those decisions as you as you then run those automations um, on, on the back of them. Yeah. So you mentioned, Bruno, you were working. Was that on ArcSight before or a different SIM? No, actually, the uh, my other uh, uh, founding members were at ArcSight. I was at a company called SenseAge, okay. uh, which was competing with ArcSight. I, 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 yeah, it, those, those were my days. Those were my peeps. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, you're 100% right. You know, they say you can't make wine before it's time. And as, as much money and effort and blood, sweat, and tears that we poured into Sims back then, they were mm -hmm. almost at some level doomed for failure just because of the state of the art, right? It, it, it was, yeah. you're always trying to dump down the amount of signal in there. And, reduce the signal to noise and, and what you can do and what people would trust with it. And, you know, in many ways, kind of that, that right there, the, the flip side of that is, is kind of the success story behind Sumo Logic, right? Right, right platform at the right time. That's right. That's, that's, and we've learned those lessons, right? All the founding team of Sumo, you know, has seen uh, how it worked before, right? And and when we, you know, started the company, 
we wanted to build something different, take this to the next level, and, and that has been the task for the last like, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years in the making, another overnight success. Um, right. So exactly. <laughs> now we got this platform. We, we are, you know, we're in the right place at the right time. Let's, let's assume we are. Where do we go from mm -hmm. here? Where do we go from here? Um, so where do we go from here? So the, you know, where we go from here, I think, is we as a company, uh, sort of we deliver on this vision of the continuous intelligence uh, category and, and platform for our customers. Where we are moving into is we're moving into sort of uh, fine-tuning and shipping multiple products that are optimizing the outcomes for specific user personas and use cases. So I'll give you some uh, uh, sort of examples of that. Um, you know, on the DevOps side, right, we've spent a lot of time, you know, on the use cases around cloud, multi-cloud, uh, packaging out-of-the-box solutions for people running in AWS, in GCP, in Azure. Uh, we recently uh, introduced a, what we call a Kubernetes solution. So as more and more of our customers move into into uh, solutions like, uh, into platforms like Kubernetes and, and containers and, and serverless, they're looking for out-of-the-box insights that as soon as you plug the data coming out of these platforms into a platform like Sumo Logic, they want to know what, how is my application, how is my platform doing. Right? So we're spending more and more uh, delivering special purpose uh, insights on top of these specific use cases and areas for specific personas. On the security side, we are sort of extending a product set into things like the cloud SIM, you know, tuning it for compliance, again, across specific domains, like if you are running on-premise or in multi-cloud or in single cloud, we have, you know, we want to deliver more and more specialized packages that basically enable our customers to consume this without having to think too hard about it, right? The, the old sims were difficult because you had to write all the stuff yourself, right? Agreed. Go ahead. Agreed. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, it, it's almost continuous automated intelligence for DevSecOps, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That... And I'm not saying that's the end of the road or the end of history as we know it, right? Because we're in a constant, you know, cat and mouse game and, and, and as things change. But it really yeah. you know, is, is, is such a different place than we were 10 years ago or even seven, five, you know, five, seven years ago for that matter, right? That's right. Um, yep. You know, let me ask you personally, right? 10 years in here. You, you are, you know, you key person developing this. You got this to where it is. What gets you juiced in the morning, man? What, like, I know I love doing what I do now, right? I, I got out of the software game. I'm a media person. I love building my company and doing it. What gets you excited in the morning about coming to Sumo and doing this? Uh, thanks for the question. Um, it's actually, you know, if I kind of, when I look at, what's happening, what are the undercurrents here um, of this market that we're in, right? We talked about use cases and all this, but the undercurrent here is that there is a massive transformation that's happening in the te technology landscape, right? It's, and the transformation is driven by the business transformation occurring in all industries today, right? Everybody's, 
every, every company is getting remade from inside to go from a traditional business model to a digital business model. And these digital business models are then meaning that every single company is becoming essentially a software company. And they're competing not on you know, manufacturing or whatever business they were in. They're competing on delivering products and services, digital products and services to their customers. So, it's, so essentially the entire GDP is going to be based on software, right? And in order for all of these enterprises and, and, and government organizations and you name it, to, to do this effectively, they're all going through basically uh, modernizing of how they do their technology, how they build their applications, how they develop them, how they, how they understand them, how they improve them, how they optimize them. And we are just at the very, very beginnings of what this market is going to uh, need, right? And I think our goal from the very beginning has been that we kind of want to be that platform for the digital business that's leveraging all this new stuff and to enable those users to actually do this effectively. And the challenge that those users have today are sort of, they seem insurmountable today. Like there's so much data, right? There's so much this digital exhaust that they have to con uh, con you know, contend with. The skill sets available to them to actually adopt these technologies are very, very scarce, right? But everybody is going there because there is no other way. And so, to me, this is really exciting. We are sort of at this, this crossroads, this sort of fork, and every 18 months today, there's a massive paradigm shift uh, in technology. And, you know, every 18 months, we have to think really hard about how do we now do this and help our customers do that. Um, you know, it's no longer like two decades ago when it was like, you know, your three-tier applications, you know, and that trend is going on for 20 years, right? Now we've gone from, you know, on-prem, three-tier, to cloud, to microservices, to Kubernetes, to containers, to serverless, and God knows what's going to happen in six months, right? And that's just really exciting. And, and, and having to build a, building a company that can respond to that and support our customer base as they go, go there so they can compete better is, you know, extremely exciting for me. And so that's what keeps bringing me back and keeps me smiling when I wake up in the morning. Great answer, man. You know what? It's a great time to be alive and in this industry. It really is. There's so much happening. Really but this, we're on the precipice of so much more, though, because it's like, you know, the more we accomplish, the more we can accomplish. And, and that, I think it keeps a lot of us in this, right? Anyway, Bruno, I told you we were going to do this for 15 minutes, and, and we're closer to a half hour now. I apologize. But uh, no it was a great conversation. I'm really happy we got caught up on on Sumo, you know, and, and the continuous intelligence platform. You guys are going to be at RSA, yeah? We will. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to try my best to have this up for if our audience listening to this. RSA is the week of February 24th in San Francisco. And if you're attending RSA conference, go check out the Sumo Logic booth. Also, we're going to be putting on a whole DevSecOps event, a conference within a conference at RSA on Monday, February 24th at Moscone. I think we're in Moscone West this year. So if you have an RSA badge, you want to talk DevSecOps, come join us there. We have a great lineup of speakers. You also can visit the Sumo booth at RSA Conference, which is, I think it starts Monday night to 24th. The expo floor opens and it runs through Friday. Uh, so check that out. Shout out to our friends at RSA. Bruno, thanks very much, man. Say hello to all of our Sumo Logic people. Keep up the great work. Will do. Thank you, Alan.
Appreciate it. All right. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. You just listened to another DevOps chat.